Have you ever met somebody who seems to worry often about things that are not, but they might be? A young woman sat weeping as she rocked in her chair near the roaring fire of the fireplace. A concerned family member came up and asked what was wrong. And the woman explained, I was, I was just sitting here thinking about what if I were married and I had a baby? So her friend said, okay, go on. I mean, there's no reason to cry about that. That's exciting. And the weeping woman continued, yeah, but, but what if I were sitting here rocking my baby near this fireplace and what if I lost my grip and my baby fell into the roaring fire of that fireplace? She continued to weep between words. Well, that, that'd be terrible. It's a terrible thought. Yeah, I know. I can't bear to think about it. It's, it's all I can think about. She broke out into uncontrollable sobs yet again. But, but dear, you don't, you don't have a child. Not yet. You're not married. You're not engaged to be married. As far as I know, I checked your Facebook status. Everything's still the same. You're, I mean, you're not even dating anybody. Why, why would you worry over such a thought? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I just can't help myself. And the young woman continued to cry. Something in the human psyche causes people to struggle with fear, with anxiety, with worry. Some people deal with extreme concern that their clothes might not be impeccable enough or their house might not be perfect enough, especially for company to come over. And But their clothes are fine and they're not even expecting company. Too often, we allow concerns and questions and worries to trouble us and there's no cause to worry. Is it possible that some worry stems from our failure to arrange our lives in an order with biblical priorities? In this episode, we're going to take a look at what should our top priority be. And it might not prevent all of our worries and cares and concerns in this life, but it can certainly help us to live without undue emotional stress as we pursue the kingdom of God above all other pursuits. We'll hear more about that right after this. Welcome to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, brought to you by Word of Flame Curriculum and the Pentecostal Publishing House. This podcast encourages adult disciples to think deeply about God's Word, further develop their personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and make a greater commitment to the purpose and plan of God for their lives. Let's dive into today's lesson and explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. Good day to you, God's Word for Life listeners. So happy to have you. I'm LJ Harry. I'm your host, and you're listening to the God's Word for Life Companion Podcast. Today's episode stems from a lesson that is dated July 23rd, 2023, and it is entitled, The Kingdom First. For those Bible scholars among us, probably no surprise, we're still in the Sermon on the Mount, and we're in the very familiar passage, Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What in the world is worry? Our friends at Merriam-Webster define worry as mental distress or agitation resulting from concern, usually for something impending or anticipated, anxiety, an instance or occurrence of such distress or agitation. Life has a way of presenting those obstacles and challenges that create worry, that create mental distress, that create agitation and frustrations. And how we deal with those determines our level of anxiety. 
We can't eliminate those sources of worry, but we can take control of them and responsibility for them, and we can choose to pursue the kingdom of God above all else. It brings us quickly to our first question, and some of you are worried you may not have an answer, but here it goes. What are some things you believe create frustration and worry in people today? That's a good question. Our internal fears and concerns stem from our experiences, and many of them are beyond our choice and control. For example, we don't choose the family we're born into. We don't choose the economic state of our family, whether we were poor, whether we were rich. We don't choose where we were raised or the emotional conditions that surrounded us in childhood. Great childhood, not so great childhood, or just horrible childhood. Many people come from broken homes and have even suffered mental, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. It's a shame and sometimes a crime what many children suffer in their childhood. Those conditions and abuses don't come by that child's choice or doing, but with the help and by the grace of God, that child can overcome those lingering effects of that childhood. Many of us experience that inner turmoil that grows out of that childhood. Some individuals grow up with a lot of insecurity, a lot of fear, worry, anxiety over their ability just to have enough to eat, to have the ability to achieve and to excel, or to be worthy of love. These concerns grow out of childhood, but we don't grow out of them when we're out of childhood. Children who seldom or never receive affirmation many times struggle with insecurity and they find it difficult to believe in themselves when they are adults. They might even think, nobody else believes in me, so why should I? They lack self-confidence. Their self-worth is low. Their insecurity, which births anxiety and worry, is top of the charts high. They can't change what happened. They can't undo their hurt. But they can discover, you can discover deliverance from worry. And you can discover hope in the kingdom of God. Here's the next question. What are some ways we can compensate for painful or abusive experiences from childhood? As we reach adulthood, we discover life brings its struggles, new struggles that go beyond what we struggled with as children. We have pressures and stresses that come from jobs. We have expectations and demands from supervisors and peers. We worry about social status. We worry about bills. We worry about inflation. We worry about social media. We experience all the typical upheavals of life all the way from its mundane routines, all the way to its uncharted twists and turns. Life is made of challenges, stresses and rigors that come from relationships, family relationships, disagreements, reunions, holidays. It's not always easy to maintain balanced relationships with people from whom we need love and acceptance the most. On the other hand, friends come and go in and out of our lives, and that creates expectations and challenges as we try to manage all the nuances of these human relationships, especially in a social media-rich world. So here's another question. Why are human relationships often challenging to manage? And can you think of some approaches to relationships that help us navigate the difficulties they create? These external pressures are common to everybody. I know sometimes you might feel alone or might feel like this is only your battle, but it's not. It's all common to all people. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to survive. Everybody wants to be provided for. And yet, there's no one-size-fits-all template. 
for eliminating all the stresses and concerns that life brings. We faithfully ride the waves of life's ups and downs and never lose hope that life in Jesus Christ affords us. Kingdom life is the answer to dealing with all the stresses. It involves deciding not to allow the pressures of life to control us, even when we cannot control what happens outside or inside. This is easier said than done. I get it. I admit it. And I'm a worrier. But with God's help, we can change. Life is truly what we make it out to be. We can live a peaceful, peaceable life lived with love and joy, or we can live a life of unbearable turbulence and torment and worry and stress and anxiety. It essentially boils down to how we view the challenges and how we determine to deal with them. Last night, my Rayleigh and I were in Atlanta, Georgia, and we had just walked into Jimmy John's when the heavens opened up a hundred hydrants and poured rain everywhere. Severe thunderstorm, the windshield wipers, when we did get back on the road, they couldn't keep up. It was severe. We got to the airport to fly home, and our flight was delayed, then delayed, then delayed, then canceled. And I didn't have any way of getting around Atlanta. I stood in line at the help desk behind a lot of people. The line looked like Black Friday at Best Buy. And finally, when I got to the front of the line, the gentleman told me there really is not a whole lot they can do, which I understood that. I tried the app, I tried online, I tried social media, and I couldn't get any response. I tried to call. It was an hour and 30-minute wait. And Rayleigh and I stood in the line, worried about how we would get home. I texted Andrea, and she said she was praying for us to get a flight home. It didn't look realistic. I looked on the alternative flights, and the only thing out the next day, which would be Friday, was going to be two-stop flights, leaving at 7 a.m. and arriving at 5 p.m., and that's from Atlanta to St. Louis. Probably not a great travel day. So we figured we would probably just get a hotel and then rent a car and drive home from Atlanta back to St. Louis. I was worried. How will we get back? I have an appointment at 2 o'clock on Friday. I don't know how we're going to make that. But at the same time, I also know we have food, we have what we need, we have shelter, we have basic human needs, and even though we've been inconvenienced, it wasn't a great cause for worry, it was just an inconvenience. We really are blessed when we think about all the things that God has done for us. When I worry, many times I'll drive around and I'll take a look at old buildings that were built back in the 1800s or 1700s, and I'll think of the worries and stresses the people then dealt with then. And yet those buildings still stand as testimonies that life continues to go on. And what used to be such a stressor and such a worry a hundred years from now won't even be a memory. Life really is what we make it out to be. You may not believe this, but really it is a choice whether or not we worry or we trust. Here's the next question. Why is it? our responsibility to determine the kind of life we live, whether one filled with worry or one filled with trust. Now, there are some natural things we can do to help manage pressure and stress and worry. We can eat healthy, which is not always fun, but helpful. Controls our physical weight, helps to balance our chemistry in the body. We can ensure our lifestyle affords us rest. We can get plenty of rest. Let me just say this very quickly. Being busy is not noble. If you're just busy but not productive, that's not necessarily noble. 
We have to rest. God built us to rest. Let's not overcrowd our calendars so much that we cannot afford to rest. And then we hurt ourselves more than help ourselves or others. We can practice relaxation techniques. We can exercise. We can walk. We can run. We can ride. We can play pickleball. But nothing compares with nurturing our souls, our spiritual health. And that involves connecting to the kingdom of God. That's the only effective cure for worry. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus implores us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, verse 33. All these things refer to many of the needs we have, like food and drink and clothes. Jesus pointed out that birds that fly through the air, they don't worry. They don't worry about what they'll eat. They don't worry about what they'll wear because God takes care of them. You've never seen a bird ring its little bird claws worrying about where to find the next bird feeder. God takes care of them. Jesus was giving his disciples an approach to life so they didn't have to worry about the basic needs of life, but through this divine relationship with God would trust that God will supply all their needs. The birds don't worry. The flowers don't worry. Why would God's crowning work of creation, why would we, humanity, his people, his bride, spend our days worrying about our basic needs? In the kingdom of God, we can live in a spiritual relationship with our divine creator and find relief from the destruction of worry. Many ideas stem from the possible differences or similarities between kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God, but they do appear to be synonymous Kingdom of God is used all through the New Testament, but kingdom of heaven appears half as often and is usually only in the Gospel of Matthew, written primarily to a Jewish audience. And so most scholars believe the term kingdom of heaven was more palatable to communicate to the Jews. And so for the purpose of this episode, we'll consider those terms similar, and we're going to focus on the kingdom of God as the realm in which relationship with God exists and the will of God and the purpose of God are supreme in heaven and on earth. This idea of God's divine will should guide our prayers. We pray it like this, your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Jesus promised he would supply our basic needs if we would seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. We would make his kingdom and his righteousness priority. We can be free from worrying about receiving all of these basic needs. Jesus was pointing out a new approach and kind of living in the world, a living that is focused foremost on God's kingdom and God's will in perfect view. How many people will go from the cradle to the grave without ever really knowing God or knowing his will for their lives? They might know about him and they might even acknowledge his presence in the world. But have they really experienced the presence of God and allowed him to be a part and impact their day-to-day lives? Have they even explored the possibilities of what entering into kingdom life might involve now or how it could change their lives completely? Some people even offer up routine prayers for what they want out of life. They talk to God, but do they allow God to talk to them? Do they hear and recognize his voice? Talking with God and hearing his voice through prayer are absolutely essential. But living a kingdom life is so much more. In his book, Hearing God, Developing a Conversational Relationship with God, Dallas Willard writes, Ultimately, we are to move beyond the question of hearing God and into a life greater than our own, that of the kingdom of God. 
Our concern for discerning God's voice must be overwhelmed by and lost in our worship and adoration of Him and in our delight with His creation and His provision for our whole life. To Willard, entering the kingdom of God involves an intimate relationship with God that overwhelms the mundane elements of earthly existence. This appears to be the fulfillment of Matthew 6, verse 33, which thrusts us into the kind of relationship with Jesus that will manage, if not eliminate, the worries and stresses and pressures of this life. Entering into this kingdom life brings us into close contact and communion with the righteousness of God. Life in the kingdom of God is not consumed with worries about our physical needs, but is overwhelmed by righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. See Romans 14, verse 17. When we are in this intimate relationship with Jesus, we're so focused on adoring and worshiping him that we often lose sight of our own worries. Have you ever been in a worship service where you came in that service with the weight of the world on your shoulders, but by the end of it, you felt like you could walk on air because the kingdom of God and seeking him and his kingdom and his righteousness first help to take care of those worries. You might still have bills to pay and you might still have a doctor's report to deal with, but you also have a heavenly father who will be with you through it all, either to bring you out of it or take you through it, but he won't leave us. He will provide for us when we are consumed with worship. We have little time for worry. Jesus also taught, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. John 6, verse 27. Here's another question. How does focusing on adoring and worshiping God minimize or even eliminate worry and stress from our lives? What is the solution for dealing with our frustrations and worry? The solution is make the kingdom of God our priority and pursue his righteousness. When we decide to make his kingdom our priority, we begin the process of clearing away the smoke of life's distractions. We look worry in its tear-filled, bloodshot eyes, and we declare that it will have no control over us. Making the kingdom of God our priority looks like adoration and worship. The psalmist wrote, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Psalm 96, verses 8 through 9. Let's pursue God. Let's chase after him. Let's follow after him through adoration and worship. And our frustrations will begin to dissipate and our worries will become dim. Or to quote the songwriter, the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. In the kingdom of God, God provides everything we need to give our worries to him. And we wrap this up. Adrian Rogers stated, The scourge of the 21st century is half-hearted Christianity. Half-hearted Christianity will not do it. It never could but surely not in these times. Are you seeking for Christ with all your heart? Is there anything in your life you love more than the Lord Jesus Christ? If so, then, my friend, that thing, whatever or whoever it is, has become an idol in your life. Realizing that, what steps can you take today to remove it from the throne and put Christ back in his proper place in your life? Here are some steps 
that we can take to make sure Jesus and Jesus alone is on the throne in our lives. Number one, commit ourselves wholeheartedly to Jesus Christ and his kingdom, no holding back. Two, spend quality time with the Lord Jesus every day in prayer, in his word, in reflection. Three, focus on developing intimacy with Jesus every day. Talk to him, allow him to speak into our lives, and daily enjoy his presence. Four, commit our schedule to the Lord. We know what is on our to-do list, but do we truly reflect God's priorities or do we reflect our own? Let's daily align our priorities with God's priorities. Five, refuse to worry about our challenges. Put our stresses and worries in God's hand every morning, and He will provide what we need when we need it. And six, find time for others throughout the day. The kingdom of God is lived out in community with the fellowship of believers. Call somebody. Drop a card in the mail or send an email or a text. Let others know they are important to us and let godly brothers and sisters speak wisdom into our lives. Let's live kingdom life together. Maybe you're wondering what happened in Atlanta last night. Well, I'll tell you. We got into line, talked with a gentleman at the front. He said, I've got one more flight that goes out tonight. I'll put you on standby. Can't guarantee you anything. It seems like everybody is needing another flight, so it could be full. We got to the gate just as they were boarding, and I looked and I saw at least two parties of six or seven as they were coming up there on standby as well. And every boarding pass, the gate agent scanned. I thought, there goes a seat, 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 there goes a seat. And I watched that happen twice, and then individuals and couples and small families. There's no way we're getting on that plane, especially since we were one of the last ones to come in on standby. And then I got a a notice. Andrea said she's been praying for us to get on the flight. I look on my phone and I get a notification that reads, your zone is boarding. And I thought, I don't have a zone. I still have a standby. So I walked up to the gate agent and asked him, I'm sorry, sir, could you please tell me I got a notification that said my zone is boarding. Could you take a look? And he took a look and would you believe it? Rayleigh and I were scheduled... (laughs) On the last row, in the last flight, heading home to St. Louis. Took us longer, got home later, but by the grace of God and thankful for the prayers of Andrea and others, we made it home safely last night. God was so good to us last night. We can worry or we can trust. Let's seek the kingdom of God and choose to trust. Let's pray. This is a great way to seek the kingdom of God. Ask God to help us make him and his kingdom our priority and to help us trust him to provide all we need. Lord, I want to make you priority, not just one of the priorities in my life, but the priority. I want to make you and your kingdom what I long for, what I seek for, what I search for. I ask you today, Jesus, help all of us to make you and your kingdom our priority and to trust you will meet our needs. You will always take care of us. Thank you for your mercy and goodness. I ask you today, Lord Jesus, help us to seek you, to trust you, to walk with you and cast all our cares and worries and anxieties on you because you care for us. I pray this today. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, here's something you don't have to worry about. 
If you subscribe, follow, like, share, click the notify the bell button, you won't have to worry about missing an episode. You'll know every time they drop and you can share it with others. And so they won't have to miss any episodes. So be sure to share God's Word for Life. Head over to Pentecostal Publishing House and pick up all the God's Word for Life fall curriculum. All of the fall leaders guides, lesson guides, study guides, daily devotional guides, lesson leaves, digital resource kit, all of that is at PentecostalPublishing.com and use promo code GWFL10, GWFL10, and you can receive 10% off your entire order. It's Youth Congress Week. NAYC, North American Youth Congress, is coming here to St. Louis July 26th through the 28th. It is going to be wonderful, powerful, beautiful, awesome. And I pray for safe travels for everybody to and from NAYC. Let's be praying all week long for God to move and minister here in St. Louis for the 30,000 plus who will come together and worship him, that we will hear very clear words from the Lord for us at NAYC. Another thing you won't have to worry about, we're trying to help to alleviate and mitigate these worries. You won't have to worry about finding training. If you're a teacher, a Sunday school teacher, a small group leader, a youth pastor, if you're a, a pastor, you teach children, youth, or adults, Formed is coming August 12th. August 12th, beginning at 9 a.m. Central Time. Formed, 17 experienced, effective Teachers, speakers, even experts on certain areas are going to share sessions on teaching children, teaching youth, teaching adults, and then there are four general sessions. All of that starts. It's a virtual conference, so you don't even have to leave your living room. All of it starts August 12th at 9 a.m., and if you can't make it on that day to watch that because of Youth Congress or other things, I've got great news. No need to worry. You can watch it for six months after the date, August 12th. So if you have not yet signed up, go to formed.upci.org, sign up as an individual or teams, and allow those 16 speakers, teachers, experts to share with you some great tips and tricks and practical ways to be a better teacher of the Word of God. And next week, we continue this series of Kingdom Living, and our next and last episode in this series is called The Priority of obedience. It all comes from the story which I love about the wise and the foolish builders. Looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to learning and living out God's Word for Life. Thank you for listening to God's Word for Life Lesson Companion Podcast, where together we explore what it means to live out God's Word in our lives. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you are looking for other Bible study tools and resources to encourage you in your walk with God, visit us today at PentecostalPublishing.com.